0: I got. got, got, got Come on, I got. got, got, got Go, whatever. Whatever, whatever your whatever. So, we we this tennis Rockers thing. I think is important that we bring back the one of the things I think we can expand that we can do in tennis clubs is talk about nutrition. And we talk about this. You and I talk about the importance of this privately. But the reality is, is that the tennis clubs don't really talk about it. And we've talked about having a fantasy facility, although we've kind of chucked those episodes. So. We got
1: to kind of bring it back. (laughs) And the... But the fantasy facility... mm -hmm, And I'm not joking. Doesn't exist. It's a fantasy. (laughs) But at some point, it may become a reality for us. Oh, yeah, maybe. I want a Tennis Rockers facility. Well, there you go.
0: But so... So in this Tennis Rockers facility, one of the things that we want to do is have nutrition classes because we think that not only, obviously, everybody's going to roll their eyes and be like, yeah, nutrition, we know. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. Okay. But here's the thing. For you club owners out there or whatever... You know, it's a great way to bring people in who might not be like that tennis committed, but they could find their way into tennis. And now all of a sudden you've sold court time and maybe equipment, whatever. The point is, is that it's a way to help your existing clientele be better, be healthier, longevity, and feel better, have better quality of life. It's also a point and and it's a way to bring people who may not gravitate toward a tennis club or tennis facility into that tennis facility. Like, you know, there's a nutrition class that's happening over there and they're offering it for free. I'm going to go. Okay. And they go and then they show up. Right. So one of the things I wanted to play, which I thought was important was I would have at the nutrition class, I would try to play uh, snippets from different sections of life. And one of the things is that there's a lot of food documentaries that have been done out there. And one of the ones um, that I have here is I would start with just talking about the types of foods and food products that people have to deal with every day. And what I would do is um, I might start, this is just an example to kickstart an idea of what a nutrition class might include. Um, This is a recording from a movie called Diet Fiction, and it talks about processed foods and satiation. The way people, how do you, whether you feel hungry or not after you've eaten processed foods. I love this topic. So, uh, let me, let me play this clip. It's real quick. Okay. Calories in equals calories out. Most of us believe that calories are the same and that our bodies cannot differentiate between them. That would explain why there's so much focus on portion-controlled diets. If calories are the same, then all
2: we have to do is eat less of them, right? Because there's a signal for satiation that comes from your stomach, where your stomach gets full, and then a message from the brain, where the brain says, okay, I've had enough calories. And when they align, satiation happens. When we're eating a lot of our processed, packaged, low-fiber, high-fat foods, the message doesn't coincide. So even though your brain is saying, yeah, that was a 500-calorie donut... The stomach doesn't register. There's no fiber. There is no water in that food. It's a packaged, refined product that doesn't fill the stomach receptors. And so there's an argument that happens between the stomach and the brain. The stomach says, no, but I'm still hungry. And the brain says, yeah, but you've had enough calories. And when that battle is going on, 100% of the time, the stomach is going to win because you're hungry. People don't like to be hungry. The body is not meant to go hungry. And so then people eat. So they'll have that second donut. And maybe by then, the fibers in the stomach are full enough.
1: Calorie density is very different than calorie counting. I've never counted calories personally. And, and think about it. If you're over by 100 calories per meal, that's 300 calories a day. And at the end of uh, 10 days, it's 3,000 calories. 3,500 calories a pound of fat. So imagine if you're over by just 100 calories a meal. For 10 10 days, you gain a pound of fat. You do that for
2: 100 days, that's 10 pounds. 300 days, that's 30 pounds. So you can see how you can very easily get in trouble if you thought you knew better than what your body actually needed. To lose weight, it's important to look at not only the amount of food, but also the type of food.
1: Uh, Some foods are much denser in calories. Fat, for example, has 9 calories per gram, whereas protein and carbs have only 4. So it's the density of the calories that matters. So
0: if you go from a high-fat to a very low-fat diet, even if you eat the same amount of food, you're getting about a third fewer calories. There's a particularly high dopamine response or brain response when people eat high-calorie, high-fat foods. And the reason is this. When we were wandering around looking for food and there often wasn't enough of it, if you would happen upon something that
2: was calorie-dense,
0: a pecan group,
2: for example,
0: Pecans are high in fat,
2: and this brings a lot of pleasure. This is nature's way of saying you don't know where the next meal's coming from. You haven't eaten for a while. You need to chow down on these pecans because this is the key to survival.
0: So that would be one thing that I would definitely include in my fantasy facility nutrition class is just talking about how you you know, the types of foods that you eat and how they affect you, but also the the cumulative effect of the calories right so what they said there i don't know how much you want to emphasize this but you know what they said there was they were talking about how just even an extra 100 calories of the wrong calories they didn't really make that as clear but even 100 calories every meal you know of the wrong calories can add over the course of a year basically 30 pounds of fat (laughs) you know, 30 pounds, put 30 pounds on you pretty darn quick. And so the nutrition class could be for all ages, because first of all, for the people who are already struggling with weight issues, that would be helpful. But then for the younger people, you know, kids, I'm talking like under 10 or even 10, like this is what can happen to help them be mindful of their food intake. It's very easy to do that. I mean, you can get uh you can get like a snack bar that you get that you consider to be healthy in the grocery store that you're using as an energy bar or whatever. And those energy bars, you can easily pack on an extra hundred calories per day. If you if you chow down on just one of those energy bars a day, you can literally do that. And people will probably be like, oh my God, do I have to manage my diet that tightly? Well, the point is that. You, if What they're saying with this documentary is that you can eat a lot of the right, you can eat more than you want of the right foods. I mean, they interviewed, they, by the way, those people that are interviewing are all licensed physicians. Dean Ornish was one of them, right? And Dean Ornish talks further in this. I've got another one where he talks about working with the CEO of McDonald's to, he was like, well, let's be really disruptive. Let's create. Let's create a program. Let's do the salad thing. And so they were selling salads. And he relays the story, and I can play it, but he relays the story of, they worked with the CEO of McDonald's, they developed the salad, they had 14 different kinds of lettuces, plus edamame and other things in their salad, and they were selling it for 5.95. But they were up against, internally, their own competition, which is the burger, and the burger's selling for a buck. What are the choices, you know, what are they gonna make? What are, what are consumers gonna make, you know? And, and the burger is-
1: But hold on, it's, isn't that interesting? Which part that I know I'm selling poison, so I'm going to try to throw a salad on there to make it. (laughs) Isn't that like, isn't that sad? Yeah, that I know that the things that I sell, the Happy Meal, is a death meal that basically has no nutrition. Forget calories. Right. The thing that bothers because there are people that body types are different, so I don't. I don't want heavier because I'm a heavier person. By nature. So by genetics. So and it's something that I've wrestled with my whole life. So I don't look at there's a difference between being heavier and obese. And I think sometimes heavier people feel obese. I feel bigger than I am or think than I am. Right. I remember I had a picture of myself that my kids saw with me, I think it was my daughter's age, like 10, jumping in the pool with a um, life preserver, like a, 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 one of those rings. And she goes, Dad, is that you? I say, she goes, you were super skinny. And I looked at the picture and I was like, but I didn't remember feeling that way when I was that age. I actually felt fat. Right. Looking, now looking at the picture, so what, my, what I was and what my image in my head was, it's completely different. So my point what I'm trying to make is that we want to be very careful about <clears throat> using the word fat versus or excess weight versus obese versus what's your body type. I really think about, and you've said this too, nutritional zero, What's the nutritional value that you're getting because you can right. also get fat eating healthy too yeah you you could if you eat too much of anything in exorbitant amounts, you can gain weight it's
0: actually not nutritional zero it's nutritional negative because oh, the problem right, right, is yeah, yeah. It, I think that's what I said because the problem is is that it's not just that it contains no nutrition, it's that it doubles the effect it it deprives your body by filling you up with the, with this food. It, it, you, if you were to gravitate towards something nutritional, now it's taken that place. So it's actually creating a deficit because you needed that fiber. You needed those nutrients. You didn't get them because you chose whatever the happy meal, whatever you filled yourself up with that. Now you're full and even if someone were to say, "Hey, don't forget to eat your, don't forget to eat that side of coleslaw which has cabbage in it, or don't forget to have, you know, the beans or whatever," you're going to sit there and say, "Oh, I'm full. <clears throat> I can't. I, would love to. You know, next time, do next think, time." Do you think I'll do we've
1: that. we've confused being full with fueling our body? Yeah, of course. Full doesn't equal fuel,
0: right? I I mean, I just had this conversation with my son on the bench the other day because in between they'll grab a sandwich or they'll grab some food in, in our practice session. And I said, listen, I just want you to understand something and I'm going to have to keep talking about this over and over. But from a nutritional standpoint, I said, listen, when you're on the bench and you're eating, I said, it's okay. But I said, you've got to monitor that very carefully. I said, when you see a professional tennis player, they don't go grab a whole sandwich you know, in between they'll grab a banana and they'll grab some water. And I said, do you know why they do that? And he's like, no. And I, because he's little. And I said, well, they need to fuel up, but they don't want to overfuel because if they overfuel, I said, it takes a lot of energy for the body. The body will use the energy that you could have used to play and it will assign it to digesting that food. So then you'll feel tired and then you'll feel like you can't you you just can't play at your best. And so then you'll just wanna give up.
1: Or you get gassy. Or you get the list goes on and on. Right. Based on the foods that you eat and performance. Right. So but I,
0: I think I think I wanna bri- I wanna very carefully bridge this gap here because I think that so this could so easily be hijacked by yeah well that's high performance high performance would do something like that we're just a regular tennis club we don't this is not what we do if you want that you know you go to the high performance whatever and my answer to that is actually no this is all performance <laughs> because the reality is is that by talking about nutrition first of all you're building healthy habits You're helping people who need to repair themselves that may be damaged in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. But you're also building healthy habits in the people that are under 10 and under 20. You're building those healthy healthy lifetime habits by having those nutrients. And I think you'll also build something, and I want to talk about this in another episode, but I think you'll also build loyalty. Because I think people will sit there and they'll go, just like I had relayed my story of loyalty to you, to the athletic trainer that just out of the kindness of his heart had helped me. I think people will look with an eye of loyalty toward that club. Like, you know, yeah, <clears throat> I don't, I don't play a ton of tennis, but you know, that's where I, I really learned to hone in on my, the way I think about food.
1: And I would do it this Holy way. Holy cow. I would do it. You this learn way. that at a tennis club. I wouldn't base it on weight. I, I guess what I was trying to say earlier, I would get away from that. I want to talk about in the facility with this class yeah. about rec- recovery foods performance foods yeah break take it out of the thing of let's get away from you need skinny people are healthy you're fat x y and z blah 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 let's take it to here's a food you should eat if you know you're you get hungry on the court when you're playing well i think it starts here here are, here are the foods that you should go through here are the foods that deliver nutritional value it's not
0: just nutritional it's energy I think you bring it back to energy and you sit there and you say, let's take a look at what happens. I think you could do wonders if you had a nutritional class that showed what happens to the body after you eat these various types of food. So you line it up. Okay. Well, I eat fruits and vegetables over here. The curve, low glycemic index, low glycemic index foods, I think. Are those the ones that cause the spike or is it high glycemic index? Anyway, one of those types of foods causes a real spike in your insulin levels and causes you to do a curve really quickly. And the other one causes you to have a more sustained level of energy, like strawberries cause you to have a a sustained level of energy, having fresh strawberries versus having a strawberry processed flavored bar that is loaded with sugar, right? Or,
1: or, and my research could be incorrect, so somebody please correct me. If you go with a smoothie, it's like mainlining the strawberry so it has the same effect as a processed bar because the pulp of the fruit slowly disseminates that without the pulp and you take it away you're basically just jacking yourself up again. It's the exact same thing. Just by altering that. Did you know that kale, I think we had talked about this earlier also, kale in its raw form is actually not that good for you. In its cooked form, it's better. And figuring all these little things out makes a huge difference. I was just listening to another podcast, Precision Nutrition, and they did a great job about Taking the middle of the road on both sides versus saying, "Hey, don't do this, don't do that." Right. It was basically, if you choose to drink dairy, this is the con- this is what the facts are about dairy. They broke it down from milk to fermented cheeses to unf- like the whole thing processed right. right, and they did a great job in saying, if you choose to, this is the facts, but. You may be somebody that experiences these things from that. Right. You you may be somebody that, even though you're not lactose intolerant, might feel bloated.
0: It's just it's the same concept with when the um, when the food people talk about gluten and people you know people have just gluten has become the new butter or the new sugar, right? But there's, but when you talk to these vegetarian people who are all about the food, they're like, actually, gluten is good for you. It's a, it's a form of protein if your body can tolerate it. If your body can tolerate it. Some bodies can't tolerate it. Now, of course, they're not saying go nuts and eat a ton of gluten. They're just saying that it's also part of a well-rounded diet, yeah, But hold on, right? you gotta be
1: careful about that because, here we go, there are sugars, there's natural existing sugars in everything, yeah. there's natural existing salts. There's natural existing gluten. Yeah. What we've done, now we're talking about processed foods is what we're really talking about, right. is adding that. Why do we keep adding gluten? Because a fluffy donut is way better, sure. or fluffy pancakes is way better than the we've gotten away from Like the real dense, heavy. And so it's like, oh, I'm so it feels so full. Yeah, because it's heavier. That's the right. whole point. It's like, steel-cut oats versus which take longer because they're thicker it's heavier it fills you more and it's natural versus when it's processed it makes it lighter it makes it sweeter and that's what i try to teach my kids or my students is when you keep adding these things and puffing it up you're drives me crazy. with my kids too Uh, this has got a brown spot that's because it's natural this apple is supposed to have a brown spot. It's not supposed to be pristine, right. which is why we started spraying everything with chemicals and getting things to look perfect so you, don't, so you think everything's supposed to be perfect.
0: So, but, the, but the idea behind this nutrition class is to raise awareness and that we, we, let's start to have more informed, intelligent conversations and it is a counter message to the advertising that's out there. So there's a ton of advertising that's out there, you know, that is saying, drink this, it's good for your body, or do this, it's healthy, you know, there's, there's all this stuff, right. Mm -hmm. And those, those are messages that we get pounded with every day, you know, and um, we have to have some counter messaging. And the problem is, there's no counter messaging. What's the counter messaging? There is, in other words, what I'm saying is, is that you know, you might be lucky and you might have a parent like you or somebody who says, you know, you really should blah 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 blah, and here's why. And you give the information. It's it's like we were we were in the store the other night, and my son brings over a six pack of healthy soda, and he says, "Well, mom had me drink one of these one time," and I said, "Uh huh, really?" And I so I said, I said hold on a second. Let's take a look at the label. So then I'm looking at the label and it is a healthy soda. It has Stevian or whatever, but the sugar content is not great. But the point is that I, at that moment, I could have easily been on my phone going, uh, huh, whatever, put it in the cart. Great. We'll get it to move on. Instead. I was like, and this was an uncomfortable moment, but I said, well, let's take a look at the label. And he's like, dad, fine. I'll just put it back. And I said to him, no, I said, you've got to read labels. I mean, if you don't read labels, you don't know what's going on. And so I flip it over, I flip over the soda and I say, okay, so I said, let's take a look at this. And I walk through it. I said, it has water and it has this. And I said, look, it has caffeine. And he says, what? And I said, well, it says caffeine right there. Can you see caffeine? And he says, I said, you're a little guy. He said, you shouldn't have caffeine. That's not good for you. And he, he looks at me and he goes, he says, okay, fine. So then he walks away and he <laughs> comes back undaunted and he wants another. And this is a little boy who's going to the shelf and picking out a soda, right? And so then he brings back another one. And I said, well, let's look at the label again. And I'm, this is a moment when it's, we're ripe for doing this, right? And I say, do you see what that says? Aspartame? I said, well, do, you, do you know what that is? It's a chemical. And And he looks at me and he says, Oh, fine, fine. You know, he's not getting, and it's this emotional tug of war that we're playing. But the reality is that this nutrition class can educate those people, like, you know, look at the labels. Let's make connections for people that are beyond just slogans. And those connections are like, listen, this chemical is found in these foods, these processed foods. Look at what it can do to your energy level. This is what it could do. Well, I think
1: you can to keep coming back to energy and repair
0: damage first
1: well damage is also important So energy well there's energy for the sport that you're playing sure the repair that the sport did on the body for playing it so the food helps with that and then there's the damage that's caused by eating too much processed foods that's it i mean there's really just three categories i think we could focus on and i
0: and i think we underestimate i think the other thing is is that we underestimate our con just like you were talking in our previous episode about underestimating our athletic ability i think we woefully underestimate our consumption <laughs> like we're like i just had a piece I just had I just had a piece. What's the big deal? You know what I mean? Like it was just one piece, really. Did you have one or did you have like two? Well, I might have had two. I don't know. It's like it's like when people get pulled over, and the answer is always how many beers did you? Two beers, right? Oh, I'm it's sure. always two. It's always two. So the nutrition class can focus on those things and sit there and say, "Hey, look, you're about to undergo an athletic sport at whatever pace you go. You go under it with movement and everything else like that." That's going to cause your body to create a deficit because it has to pull from other areas of the body to get energy, to to get your body to do that. What are you going to do? Now put the question to people who are there, kids and whatever, and they'll say, oh, eat a (laughs) Pop-Tart. And you're like, nice try. But what happens if we do that? and not embarrass them or shame them or whatever, but let's see what happens. Okay, great, that's your answer. Great, let's see what happens when we do that. When we eat that, our body insulin levels spike up like this and then we crash really quickly. We've not given ourselves any nutrition, so now we feel more, we still feel hungry, but we've added a lot of empty calories. So what do we do? Do we eat another one of those? If we do, we compound our problem. We've now given ourselves even more sugar. We've still not satisfied ourselves and and we've not given the body the nutrients that it needs. So now the body is taking from other parts of the body vital nutrients and vitamins that it needs to repair the damage that we created by the athletic event. Why am I even doing this athletic event? I don't even know. Why am I even doing this? Well, if you wanna have fun, this is, so I'm saying that nutrition class can help people understand the process of how this whole thing happens within the body, because I think, We just take all of it for granted. Well, I just show up, I just play tennis, and then I have a snack bar and whatever. It's all good. Then I'm going to go home and I'm going to whatever. I'm still hungry. I think I'll have another snack bar. I think I'll have another whatever. And we're not realizing that we're creating calorie deficits. We're not realizing that we're contributing to sugar spikes in our body and that that those sugars are damaging our body because we can't see all that going on at once. But that nutritional education and taking somebody from... You're going to play this sport. Here's what you're going to do. What are you going to do to refuel yourself? And getting them to make decisions and tell you, listen, this is what I'm going to do. And you can say, well, if you do that, this is what is likely to happen. And then they can come to to you and say, well, what should I do? And you say, well, have a banana. And then here's what the banana. Now let's watch what the banana does. The banana gives you potassium and it gives you some of the things that you need to be able to respond to that.
1: So last night I got home, I worked late. I worked till like 930 last night. And I'm trying to eat earlier. I'm trying to, because I don't, because your body's still digesting food. So it's not a good thing for me to go to bed for me, in my opinion.
0: Dude, for anybody, it's not good to pack yourself and then pack yourself with food. (laughs) It doesn't matter what food it is and then go to sleep an hour later. It just doesn't, it's not good, right?
1: At all. Correct. And, you know, I like to do my vegetables in the oven. And last night I got home. It's quarter to ten, and I did not have a good food night last night. So I'm I'm throwing myself under the bus right now. I had the broccoli. I already bought the broccoli. Was the
0: double D open on your way home?
1: No, no, I didn't right stop. No, I didn't stop. House? I was good. No, I pre-planned <laughs> what I was going to make. Okay, okay. No, and then the night before I had killed it. I had I had some uh, I had broccoli and I made kale chips and I had sweet potato chips and my olive oil. I was like, oh, I'm killing this man. Then last night. It was late. I was hung. I hadn't eaten in a long time because I do my fasting, and I have a chip problem. I admit that that's a that's a nutritional negative
0: zero. Problem. Have you found a non oil chip? I've uh, yet to find but, one. I have found like, non. I have hold on. I have found non oil pretzels. So Jerry's out of Pennsylvania. They sell them at Whole Foods. That's a shameless promo. But they're they they're sourdough pretzels. They have no oil in them, which. It's If you are a consumer of a lot of that...
1: I just like my tortilla chips. Okay. I like the Siete chips, like no grain.
0: So you have a chip problem.
1: But I have a chip problem. So that's my one of my... I don't want people to think, oh, you're, you're just such a blah, blah, blah. Like I drink beer. That's not a shocker, right? I have cookies at times. I, but chips are my nutritional zero or nutrition negative part of my life.
0: Well, so, you're Irish. Weren't you weaned on beer?
1: <laughs> they put it in my, Guinness was in my baby bottle. Was well, it? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. absolutely. Okay. Sorry. So I was tired and I had planned to make more vegetables in the oven and I had a dip I was going to do and I went for the chips and I ended up making, So I, got, I had some processed cheese just to because it was, it was easier. Right. And I threw it on the chips, and I had that in a beer last night. Right. That, was my, that was my dinner, right. which is basically zero yeah. nutrition.
0: But actually was, negative nutrition.
1: Negative nutrition. But at that point I, I sacrificed nutrition for satiation. To just fill up. Right. But that's also psychological. I could have just gone to bed. I could have just had some water or some granola or yep. something else but i but i was rewarding myself yep it was a good reward last night this morning i'm not going to lie i feel a lot differently and i and the thing is when you intermittent fast or you have a certain way of being with your routine right. and then you and you tweak it a little bit
0: it's a big tweak I can. Uh, it's a big. It's yeah, not, I know. I little, feel it.
1: No, I feel yeah. it. I woke up this morning. My fingers right. were a little swollen from, from, from the sugar. So normally I would have chips. Like if I am going to do them usually in the afternoon, like if I have an earlier,
0: right. It's, it's all what you, it's all what you, and, and I think this goes back to the nutrition class. It's all what you are conditioned to do. So you're conditioning your body by, by carefully watching your diet. You're conditioning yourself to be a certain way. And that's,
1: but there's and that's
0: healthy for you. And it's, and, but there's also struggle and there's also suffering Yes, because it's very hard for you. It's very hard for anybody to walk past the pizza section or to (sighs) walk past the, the, whatever you drive past the donut place or you drive, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. The point is that you make that sacrifice because you have to keep in mind how good you'll feel the next day, as opposed to how good I'll feel
1: right now, which is exhausting. it's ex- and I, i'm with everybody it is exhausting
0: but you know i don't think it has to be if we make the the reason why it's exhausting is because the prevailing winds are all the other stuff we are up against you're up against massive massive money and headwinds and when you try to live a life like that your choices are limited it's narrow and 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 you're you're kind of like the outlier you know and so the point of this nutrition class is to try to make this more mainstream like really are we considering living like this are we going to all live like this yeah but this?
1: yes but again what i was trying to say is there it's okay to make the trade offs so now i know like so that was fun last night I, right I, but today, there's a little bit. So I'm not going to do that every night. But I have a question I'm for you. Saying, I guess I'm not saying. But would you is,
0: even make that? Here's a question. Would you even make that trade-off? Let's say you went to your local store, grocery store, and they had prepared the food the way you like it. They had, in other words, they had done grilled I vegetables. And, I would have stopped
1: and picked it up, yes.
0: Like, would you have stopped and yes. picked it up if they had it? Like, yes. some of the stores, like the one store that's near you or whatever they have you in their buffet mariano's yeah they have in their buffet they have like cauliflower they have like grilled asparagus i know but then they put yeah, oil but this on is, it but
1: yeah but this is at night remember this is 9 45 <clears throat> at night they're closing at 10 that's not out
0: right this the bar is not right but but so but my point is is that it doesn't have to be the hard part is that we're up and so what we i the point of the class is to teach people to, to to recondition people to sit there and think you know what i want more i want something different here i want you know because but it's like this never ending catch 22 cycle why are, why are food products so popular it's because people are buying them well, what if we stop buying them
1: what if we you, you put <laughs> mcdonald's out of business and you stop buying
0: it what if we what if we just said we voted with our feet and and there's alternative i mean there was this one guy in the diet fiction book um movie who he runs a series of fast food restaurants and he he's trying to sell healthier healthy food and so he's instead of fries he's selling green beans so he's selling steamed green beans with some salt on them right which is pretty cool and he said they've taken off like a hit because everybody feels they've been conditioned like oh I have a burger I gotta have the fries well he's like well I'll just but he's Australian and he's like well I'll just put steamed green beans in there and I put them they put them in a like a 16 ounce paper cup and they put them standing up like fries. so it they're looks, fries. Like, fries. Right, so it looks fries. like fries and then they sprinkle salt on them and people are like what is this and they're like it's healthy <laughs> they're actually no they're like it's green beans and they're like green beans but you've reconditioned them to think oh you know what green beans don't have to be like my mom served them up with meatloaf and mashed potatoes or whatever they can be they can look like fries. And you know what? I can have them with this meal and I'm getting fiber and I'm getting the nutrients that I need. So all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is considered that the nutrition class at the facility is our fantasy facility is teaching people how the food at, at its minimum, it's teaching people awareness of the foods that they're eating, how the food affects their energy level. We haven't even gotten into performance on the tennis court and how much you should eat or how little, but how it affects their energy level in the performance scape. And then pushing them or not pushing them, but educating them on being able to create this world for themselves. Cause it's hard. I'll I'll just give you this quick example. We were watching this and my wife was like, we've got all these books. And I said to her, I said, just text me the recipe when you get, when you get a chance, whatever. And she's been on calls the whole day and she's busy and i said just text me a recipe so it's like whatever four o'clock or something like that and and i said hey any movement on the recipe and she's (laughs) she's like just pick the salmon up and we'll just and we did so we did miso salmon whatever and with wild rice and snap peas and uh green beans so anyway we did that and um but some of these other recipes, you know, they require a fair number of ingredients that you may not have or whatever. So you've got to, you've got to really condition yourself to, to – and that's where the nutrition class would also come in because it could, ha, it could propose some sample recipes, could have the recipes on hand where people have actually cooked the food and you can sample the food and try it and be like, you know what? I can make this, this – uh, I, I, made, I made a healthy recipe the other night. It's this tortilla dump which is basically like this big casserole dish. And it takes like 20 minutes to prepare and 30 minutes to cook, right? And it's basically just taking a nine by 13 pan and putting in like beans, like, you know, black beans and and pre-cut tomatoes and all this stuff. And then some tortilla, some cut up flour tortillas in the mix to make it not so soupy and watery. And then you put some cheese in there. You gotta be careful on your cheese, right? not too much but the point is that then you put it in the oven you done it and now all of a sudden you've got really you can have it for two meals cuz it's so big you could have it for everybody for two days right so you'd have those samples at the nutrition class and be like here you go we made this for this class and people would be like oh this is really cool can you give me the recipe can I just text it to me yeah sure no problem we'll text it to you
1: you know there's also the conditioning starts not just on products processed food products right but it also starts with our meals that we, we need. Again, I'm going to go into this. And some people do require three meals a day. Sure. I do not require three meals a day. The other thing is I don't need to necessarily make a dinner. I've tried to get away from that, that raw carrots and some cucumbers and hummus is a dinner. Yeah. It doesn't need to be prepared. Right. right. So forget packaged foods, pre- uh, prepared food, right? We're processed foods. We also don't need prepared foods. But as kids, we start conditioning that these are breakfast foods. This is a lunch food. This is a dinner food. Sure. The guy that wrote uh, Wheat Belly, the book about, which is fascinating actually, whether or not you want to give up bread or not, he goes into the history of, of wheat, which is absolutely fascinating. And we should at some point talk about that. But he says, you can eat anything at any meal at any time. Why does it have to be eggs at breakfast why is that a breakfast food right you could eat <clears throat> cauliflower for breakfast it doesn't matter right. you've conditioned yourself and your taste buds you've and your been stuff. conditioned yeah there we go because we were told that this is a breakfast right. food right. we have syrup on our pancakes in and i catch the myself
0: morning. i mean i went to a napropath and i was talking with her and she's really good and i was like what do you eat for breakfast she's like a sandwich and i'm like a sandwich what are you eating a sandwich for breakfast for? And she's like, why not? It has the protein in it. It has everything I want. I don't need to eat eggs or whatever, what have you,
1: right? But there's that condition and we condition our kids that, right. I just pointed this out with my kids. When they were home the other day, <clears throat> we went there with me all day Saturday. We didn't eat until four o'clock. We were so like just doing stuff. We were engaged. Yeah. And I said to them, why do you think we are you guys hungry? They're like no. I okay, guess so why do you need a snack at school? And they all look me like we actually we don't because
0: you keep eating nutritionally negative foods that compound themselves and require you eat more nutritionally negative foods because that's that's what well you- that's
1: part of it. But you're also then conditioning at eleven fifteen when you do that enough, your body says wait I should have a snack. Right, they just went. 19 hours right. without which and, is really getting to more natural state as to how we were as people we never
0: we never went on this sort of meal schedule yeah it was sort of production
1: line of meals so i actually have for me as a family i really like dinner i like as, a, as an earlier dinner as a family right when i went with my kids yeah
0: because it's a good way to gather everybody together yeah and, talk and, and hang and we out we read books and yeah
1: so there's that very light breakfast to them. I don't eat breakfast it's once in a while.
0: But then breakfast can be the same thing, too. Where you, I do that with my family, where you sit down on a weekend, you know, you're like, okay, let's sit down.
1: This will be, a, and we all prepare, we, we do that. <clears throat> yeah. But I have kind of an open, you don't have to ask me to have a snack. Right. If you haven't eaten and you're like, I'm a little hungry, but guess what their snack is? Literally, it's an apple, half an apple, and then it's left it is watch how kids eat that's why parents should never say you need to finish your plate kids actually don't eat that much and they eat appropriately and when we say things like you need to finish what's on your plate you're conditioning them to to eat past what they're really right i'll say nutritionally hey can you you can you just have a bite of that right just get yourself to have a taste for it you don't need to finish it just have a piece of one bite of sweet potato, have one bite of, I know you don't love broccoli, my DM, but just take one crown and eat it, please. And then we'll go from there. So we want to be careful in conditioning. I think we've, we've really bought into this of three square meals a day. And I think the intermittent fasting is helping people break that or saying, Hey, I'm going to have two meals a day. I'll skip. Large. Can I, can I yeah, just no, say, I just go. had
0: this thought about the rewards and the reality is, is that it feels much more rewarding to have the piece of cake than it does. to have the crown of the broccoli. It, the reward factor well, is the
1: sugar factor.
0: Well, and it's, it's right. I understand it, but what I'm right. saying is that that, that leads to the conditioning because what I'm saying is, is that to talk to your daughter and to say, have the broccoli, it's good for you or whatever. That doesn't feel like a reward. And, you don't get this high from having the broccoli. You might get a better, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but but you but the point is that you the rewards aren't there. So how do we create better rewards?
1: And you have to. You well, know that's I mean? a nutrition like, class, right? You you have to do it from a different angle. And I'll say you're fueling the machine, right? Do you want to work your body to last along? And I had a dad that was very unhealthy. So I use Papa John as an example of a right. man that the last 10 years of his life couldn't walk.
0: Or better yet. And, right? But, but I have
1: a living... I have, Well, he's dead now because of the way he ate right. and the way he didn't or, or take better, care of himself. But
0: but better yet, why couldn't you pull into the nutrition class? This is where you bridge the tennis thing. You bring in the, the kind of... I don't want to say ripped, buff, cut, whatever you want to call it, athlete, like high school athlete or whatever, who's like the model example. And hopefully he eats well. <laughs> it's not just genetics. But the point is that bring him in and say, or show a videotape of him moving on the court and show, do you know what I mean? Like actually show him and say, listen, he's able to do this. A lot of people would look at that and say, well, that's because he's young. And it's like, well, no, he actually fueled himself up, right?
1: No, but, right? I, but see, you, you did it too. The ripped athlete. No, I don't want that person. I want the person that's pudgy, that doesn't look like the athlete okay. that is running around the court at 63 who says, This is my diet, who's balding, right. who is the least That's a good point. That's a good point. Unassuming you think yeah. there's no way this guy oh my god, he's good. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, I think people look at Fed and say like has got really skinny arms and Nadal's jacked, and you're like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense.
0: And you can't assign that way. You can't assign, well, talent or you can't, you can't paper over it with something. You sit there and you say, okay, well it must be the diet (laughs)
1: because, because we're assuming that someone that's skinny and looks like they have muscles is healthy and they could be eating a processed diet. That's actually killing them riddled with heart disease, high blood pressure, but Hey, they're skinny and look like they have muscles. That doesn't mean anything. Right. You're there. These are all separate mobility nutrition. These are all separate categories that work together to make you a, a viable moving Uh, person.
0: Agreed. But in the fantasy facility, what nutrition class, I think what we're saying, unless you say is we're saying we need to demonstrate the link between food and performance. That's at the core of what you're doing, food and performance. Take it
1: out of weight loss, take it out of all that.
0: And then also food and performance and recovery, and then food and performance recovery and quality of life.
1: I don't want to talk about weight, but I I don't I, want to talk about made, that. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. I, don't want I know to talk about
0: we haven't, but we haven't talked about it, but, but the point is that we make, We would educate and we would encourage people to have nutrition, if they have nutrition classes at their club, to demonstrate the links between food and performance and recovery and quality of life. If you can do those things, then you've, you're not talking about weight and you're getting people on board and you're helping people, but you're also bringing people in that may not be tennis players per se, or like, oh God, you know, they may be those people that are like, I'm not really that good of a tennis player, but, uh, I come here for the nutrition class, and you know what? I learn a lot, <laughs> and I'm glad that I'm here. And because of that, they build up a loyalty to the tennis club, and they're like, I want to come back, and I want it. Can we have more of those classes? Sure, yeah. Hey, how's your tennis game going? You know what I mean? like, And then just walk them into this other stuff. And I think it's entirely doable, and I think that it gets overlooked or neglected, and it shouldn't. You know, and I think that that's we're gonna keep talking about nutrition and tennis and how it relates. But I think at our fantasy facility, having a nutrition class like this is really critical. So
1: you just rock my brain.
0: Hey, you just rock my body.
1: Hey, nutrition should rock your body.
0: It should. Tennis rocks baby. Okay.